DHS and chill. Thanks for taking him, Seth. No, no problem. I can't imagine what you're going to do without each other next year. Evan told me you didn't get into Dartmouth. You going to miss each other? No, I don't miss each other. Yeah, I'm going to cry myself to sleep every night. Me too. When I'm out partying. Go to school, boys. Bye. Take care of those. My name is Jeffrey Kitt, and I'm here with a very special installment of our little film podcast. Yes, we are the bi-weekly film podcast, taking you back to the 80s, 90s, sometimes the noughties. And this is a very special episode in the canon of our fair podcast, because we are tackling our first film from the decade 000S, the noughties, the 2000s. Now, why are we doing this? Well, we are completing our trio of teen films. A few weeks back, we covered Ferris Bueller from the 80s. Then we covered Clueless from the... Rudy? Uh, the 90s. The 90s, correct. I and love now, how condescending you're being right now. <laughs> without condescension, without a bad tone in my voice, we are covering a film from the noughties. What do you guys think, Roisin Mulligan? I think I'm, I'm just about ready after that big old build-up. <laughs> I'm, as you can see, very excited. Um, <laughs> that, were you reading that from script? I wasn't. I was practicing it before the uh, show. Though. I'm, I'm actually yeah. very excited to just conclude our first set Yes. We haven't really done a set before. Game, set, match. I am looking forward to it. Me too. Um, but this is the collector's edition, isn't it? Well, exactly. I'm thinking in a box set. I'm thinking this could be Blu-ray, you know, like a three each. Yeah. each. There'd be a lot of space you, left on the disc for each like, podcast. You'd buy the, the free pack in like a supermarket uh, right. shelf next to the checkout. Maybe. I can just see yeah. our faces on the cover. We'd um, be in the bargain bin. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I know it. But before we dive into that bargain bin, I just want to see how you guys are. How are you, Rudy? What's going on? Uh, yeah, Good. Good. Excellent. Great. Well, and and, and Roisin? <laughs> Good? Um, I'm going to say I'm fine. Okay. Mm. Well, I'm doing well. Roisin, I'm going to throw to you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and can you please tell us our fair year of this fair film that we've got this week? Jeff, the year is 2007. Mm. A few things were happening. Tell me about it. Well, we're gearing up for the 2008 presidential mm. election, of course. Yes, big Big uh, stuff. Anyone recall who won that year? John, John McCain. McCain. He's done it again. <laughs> 2007 is also the year that a famous gadget was announced for the first oh, time. IPhone. The Rubik's Cube. IPhone. <laughs> <laughs> the iPhone Rubik's. The iPhone, the app, the Rubik's Cube app <laughs> on the iPhone. <laughs> is that it? That, yes, that yeah. was it. Rude, thanks. And Sensual Seduction. The song by Snoop Doggy Dog 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 uh, was released. And might I say, one of my favourite Snoop Dogg songs. If we are going naughty Snoop Dogg, for me it's got to be the... Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot mm. with Mr. Pharrell. It's really tough. I can't. It's like picking my children. I wouldn't, Snoop Dogg I wouldn't want you to do that. No, I can't. Um, 2007, incidentally... Just a little Roisin fact for you. Oh, please. My favourite. It was the year I left school and went to university. Really? Wow. You left the This fair. was your super bad. This was <laughs> my... Yes. So this film... Wait, you just title dropped. No, you... Oh, we should have just carried on going. Ah. Like that was a nothing. Ah. Block your ears. You didn't hear anything. Anyway. So yeah. the... So the this was your... Eponymous You could movie. say... <laughs> Um, yeah, so this came out when I was just going to college. Wow. Well, did, you did you relate? So I related yeah. so hard. Uh, I watched it so many times um, oh, really? with my friend Nathan, who's a long-time listener to yeah. the podcast. Friend of the show. Shout out. Yeah, friend of the show. Um, yeah, so this was, was very, very relevant to me. What a way to end the trilogy. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited to jump in there with you two back to high school for the third time. 
Rudy Davis, take us there. Act one. You want to go with Act one, do you? <laughs> I think we'll. I think we'll start with Act one. Start with Act one. I see. Act one. Bit of a funky opener, isn't it? It's like it's a seventy soundtrack yeah. with like a silhouette of the two of them kind of dancing seventies um, moves. It was very funky. I actually clicked on the soundtrack Wikipedia page and it said genre funk, and I was like, yes, that's correct. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Score. Um, Thank God it's answered that question. <laughs> I would have been dying. Not so, um, so like, what that did bring to mind for me was like because it's the first film we're reviewing from the noise. Like all the other films we've looked at, the opening credits have been such a giveaway of that era mm-hmm. in terms of like the style, the graphics, the music. Whereas like as we get into the noughties, things become very timeless because everything is just like a referential of the past. Mm. Everything is a pastiche of the right. past. Everything is ironic of the past. So that made me, that just like was a little nugget I thought there. You can no longer judge a film by its opener in terms of what era true. it was from. Because this is a pastiche of the 70s, but it was filmed in 07. So right. true. For me, it was kind of the start of this um, retro craze mm. where a lot of comedy movies came out and just a lot of shows in general where they would have this kind of 80s flair or 70s yeah, flair. Yeah, very like Judd Apatow. He kind yeah. of, yeah, mm. loves that kind of, yeah, image. Like, you know uh, Hot Rod? Have you ever seen Hot Rod? No. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hot Rod's super 80s. It's all the music is like 80s. Everyone dresses like they're from the 80s. Mm. Um, So it was like, that's when I think the nostalgia genre. Hot tub time machine. Hot tub time machine. Literally go back to the 80s. Mm. So we have the opener. Then it then cuts to Seth. Played by one young Jonah, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. 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 Uh, driving his old banger, and he's uh, he's on the phone to his mate Evan. Played by young, cute little Miguel Serra. Miguel Serra, <laughs> as he prefer- prefers. To um, so they're having a chinwag as Seth is driving to Evan's house at the, to pick him up for school. What are they discussing? Well, so we immediately get some character development and plotting. So we learn that they're both off to college next year. Mm. So this is the last few weeks of school. And uh, they're going their separate ways as well. So immediately, like the like the narrative and the genre is set up as like trying to lose your virginity before like last days of school, right. and two best friends having to go their separate ways, like mm. coming of age, which are two genres I love. Mm-hmm. Which I, tell you. so the the former I actually loathe as a genre. Which one? The losing your virginity, before losing college. your virginity before college. Wait, I but just, that's the oh. genre of like every male <laughs> teen film ever. Exactly. And yeah, drama. But I think Superbad does it really well. There are some yeah. others which. Uh, is, it's so crass. Well, it's and the, so yeah. over the well, top. And it's so fucking misogynistic. Right, if I can just jump in there. Yeah. Uh, they kind of subverted the genre because they don't actually lose their virginity. Well, quite. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, spoiler. <laughs> just uh, away. So, okay. So they're in the car. They're having the chinwag. And what I liked there was when they're chatting about uh, the porn subscription. Oh, yes. That Seth is thinking well. of getting. Yeah. yeah. And then um, Evan's critiquing it. It's like, you know, for like, if I'm paying top dollar, I want to get production values. <laughs> well, I'm sorry the Cohen brothers don't direct the porn I watch. So I also liked that, that riffing because it really plants the film in its era, which is mm. pre-Pornhub. Like that's a very specific era from the start Rudy, of the internet to, to broadband to the point in which uh, Pornhub became a thing. And it's like, there's it's only like a very small window of time. I feel like this is like the third episode in a row where you've mentioned Pornhub. Well, like, I'm but, all for it. Is, yeah. is there something so, you want to tell us? So like Rusheen and Jeff, I think most of us probably <laughs> yeah. consume Pornhub like for so many hours every week. Like multiply that by months in the year. Like I, I like most adults have probably consumed more hours of Pornhub than they have of like Netflix uh, or you've, YouTube. You've forgotten that I live in a cabin. Yeah, but you've only lived there for 
no internet. <laughs> and the other day you were bemoaning the fact you couldn't stream porn. <laughs> <laughs> so don't add the mo- like the puritanical high ground. Just because you're living in a situation where you can't stream porn. in that filthy, filthy <laughs> I business. I did not inhale. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, that's why I just like any film that has a nugget of like a certain era of the internet. Mm. Which Because you don't realise how fast it's moved on. Yeah, yeah. Very, true. very true. Very true. And I, I like that, um, as you said, Rudy, graduation is the undercurrent that's always going on in this movie. So Bubbling under. Yeah, mm. so it's kind of like the main plot of the movie. I mean, there's all these other yeah. little subplots and adventures well, that they go on, but yeah. it, that's always there. It's the, it's the frisson of the two of them, yeah. like, splitting apart. They hop in the car, they get to school. Seth decides to park in the faculty parking lot, um, to which Evan was like, oh, you sure you're going to get towed away? He's like, no, I need to get a Red Bull before class. True. Which is very much a Seth thing. Uh, that then comes back to set up the second act uh, in terms of him parking the car there. Um, so they go into the shop and as they're browsing the aisles, they then, uh, conversation turns to their love interests. <laughs> so we then get a window into the fact that they're desperate to lose their virginity before college because Seth seems to think that high school is the time to like perfect your sexual prowess right. and that when you get to college, you're then like a, a sex god for women. And he's not really happy with his two dozen hand jobs and three quarters of a yeah. blowjob. Yeah, from someone enough. who's apparently really hot. <laughs> it just isn't enough. It's an, it's not enough. I mean, he's like 16. That would be more than enough for any, any, oh, well, 18. Yeah. What age are they? Yeah, yeah 18. Yeah, 18. Yes, yeah. But still, I mean, this is just, in what world... <laughs> Do people like develop their sexual prowess before the age of 18 and then they go <laughs> off to college and they're like fucking amazing in Seth's it. world? Um, can I just say Jonah Hill was 23 when he filmed this and yeah. Michael Sarah was 18? Yeah, yeah, ah. quite an age difference. Mm. You don't see it though, do you? Like, no, no, not at all. I mean, like Seth dresses appallingly, which <laughs> yeah. could be like part of why it just shows you how much costume can do, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so we so we learn about their love interests as so Seth mentions Jules where he thinks that uh, like she might be into him, although mm-hmm. you're kind of thinking, eh, probably not. Evan mentions his love interest, which is Becca. And you learn a little bit about like the differences of their characters where Seth is kind of laying into Becca and Evan's like telling him to like back off. Mm-hmm. He's not comfortable with how um, like Seth is objectifying her. Whereas, like, Seth is just very crude Mm -hmm. about, like, his love interests. We've established these love interests, and there's a lovely little scene between Evan and his love interest, Becca. He's chatting away to Becca, um, and then there's a nice part where walking away, they say goodbye, and then they walk in the same direction, and then he speeds up. And that, for me, is, like, the cringiest part of this cringy, cringy movie, because that has happened to me so many bloody times. You're walking the same direction. Oh, I'm walking this direction as well. So, yeah, so the best way to address that I found is just to come out and say it yeah I, that's, like, that's my approach I'm walking this way as well yeah, yeah. Well, well, and then walk faster than them no. no no and then keep the conversation going but it takes strength of character to do that and you don't really develop that until your early 20s I find mm. the the I'm going this way as well is a real test of manhood or that's, yes, that's yes. losing your virginity I think it's I'm going this way as well yeah. what about it's just like developing a good technique when someone knocks on the toilet because like, just a minute <laughs> I had a friend in school when I knocked on the the toilet door and he was in mm. there he was like I'm on the toilet I was like oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. very so factual of where he is in that current moment what's, um, what's your technique one moment one moment one moment I, one moment <laughs> well yeah but then like they'll be waiting there what have you just started I've just started I've just started <laughs> I'll be in here a just, while just wiping up <laughs> just finishing up I say someone's in here 
which is <laughs> really, a really monotone voice. Which is really ambiguous. Yeah. Some what, someone's in here. What do you go sexless so they can't There's, tell if it's a man yeah, or woman? Exactly. There's a presence in, in here. Androgynous. Yeah. Yeah, androgynous. There's an androgynous presence in here. They are in. <laughs> here. Oh, show me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I am McLovin. So then we have the. I think we have the cooking class after that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it goes to home ec. Which is. Great. The most important class of the day. I love this scene so much. <laughs> They're making tiramisu. Yeah. Um, and Michael Sarah's character, uh, Evan, gets paired up with a character who we just never see again. No, we see uh, him at, at the, the party, party, like honked out. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't remember that. Um, and they they're having the best time, and Evan is really like motherly yeah. in this scene. Like he's, he's <laughs> doing up his apron. His apron. <laughs> yeah. He's like tussling his hair. He's so yeah. delicate. He does yeah. a cat face made out yeah. of yeah. paper. And, and then the guy like does a little cat motion. <laughs> <laughs> and um, meanwhile, Seth. So Seth's foaming at the mouth, and he's furious. Foaming at the mouth. Um, give a, give us give us some of the best bits. He says to the teacher. Yeah, he's not happy about it. He uh, he acknowledges that home ec. I'm sorry. He's really really a terrible class. I'm I'm really sorry. <laughs> no, no offense. Come on, it's bullshit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> the fact his partner's away means that he has to both wash and dry like a single mother. He compares it to, <laughs> which I really love as a line no one needs to wash and dry in this day and age um and he demands to be paired up with another person in the class who who is free that day i suppose sexy sexy emma stone debutante emma stone yeah she's come a long way hasn't she just i mean an oscar winner now maybe i'm judging the past with rose colored glasses but man you could tell she had something she had something yeah. from day one star oh, quality, yeah 100 she's got that she's got that husky voice oh the husk yeah and those, those kind eyes. Of almond eyes yeah, yeah. and a side fringe which i personally am a big fan yeah of. right i mean that's very 2000s yes i mean i still have one but yes thank you Jeff. well we're still in the 2000s it's still the same century True. 2010s. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Once that's done, uh, Jules mentions a party. She's thinking of having a party. They then introduce uh, a side character, Fogel, who oh uh, they who he says to Evan, "Don't mention it to Fogel." <laughs> Fogel then busts into the home at class and uh, mentions he's getting a fake ID. To which, quick thinking, Seth's very quick thinking here, like very scheming. He immediately then invites Vogel, does it like a 180 on not wanting him to come. Telling him that Evan wanted to keep it from yeah, him. Yeah, and then drops Evan in it, saying <laughs> he didn't want him to come. And then realises that if Vogel's getting a fake ID, he can buy some booze for the party, then he can be like a hero in the eyes of uh, Jules. Mm. That's right. What do we think of Vogel? I love Vogel. Yeah, so oh, Christopher so Mintz Plass. Yes, um, he plays it. So perfectly. Yeah. Like yeah. his broken voice. Chicka chicka wow. Chicka chicka. chicka. Um, I do love how they call him the anti poon. Yeah. Um, yeah, the anti poon. I remember in high school that was like quite a classic gag, like to call someone that. Oh man. There were <laughs> so, so many fogels in my school as well. Like I can think of at least three fogels. At least. Just really boys who transitioned into manhood in a very awkward right. uncomfortable yeah. way yeah. the reference when I was at school was the Shermanator yeah the Shermanator from American Pie that's right it was the same mould yeah Seth keeps laying into Becca again to which Evan basically like, comes out and says like you know why, why do you hate her so much why, why have you got it in for her and then we then get probably one of the best you will uh, never like, guess origin why. stories like ever, ever in film. Yeah. It's Beat that joker. This deserves yeah. a prequel, yeah. yeah. It deserves its own standalone. It yeah. uh, it's amazing. So um, for some reason, 
Seth, when he was younger, was just really into drawing dicks. Well, not, eight, not a gay thing, just really into drawing something dicks. Something like 8% of kids have it. They <laughs> just, <laughs> they, they can't help themselves. It's not a, it's not a big deal. 8% of kids have it. I love every, that, every like, validation. Pen, yeah. <laughs> every time I put a pen to paper, I couldn't help but draw a dick. I've seen dicks everywhere. <laughs> it is just so good. And so inventive, these penis drawings. Yeah, yeah. they're so well done. They yeah. are so and well like, done. For like a little kid, he had like his range of cultural references like immense yeah. yeah like Tiananmen Square yeah. like Dr. Strangelove <laughs> so many so fun fact there were about a thousand of these drawings produced for the movie a thousand dicks and they were um, drawn by um, the brother of Evan Goldberg the writer the writer yeah, yeah. with Seth oh. Rogen a thousand talented guy yeah. um, did you also read that this became an 80 page coffee table book really? that you could buy called uh, Super Bad the Drawings. No way. Yeah. And uh, apparently there was a lot of back and forth between the rating MPAA, I think they're called, the rating agency of like how big the penises could be, how erect they could be, uh, yeah. how yeah. throbbing they could be with veins, because then, that could make it quite and quite a the, harsher harsher rating. Basically the story is Becca finds one of the dick drawings. Mm. In his in his Ghostbusters lunch no, no, yeah, box? Well, no, she, she just knocks a piece of paper off, picks up ah, a piece correct. of paper and sees the dick. Yes. And then the headmaster then goes through his Ghostbusters lunchbox. His treasure trove. Like a treasure trove of dick drawings. <laughs> <laughs> There's hundreds of those in there. He can't eat... Any, he's not allowed to eat any foods that are shaped like dicks yeah. from you, then on. Do you know how many foods are shaped like dicks? All the best ones. And like um, Evan is just nodding, nodding sagely, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Popsicles, hot dogs, wieners. But Evan just doesn't uh, validate it at all. He says like, that's super gay. Yeah, that's yeah. super gay. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to go. And then he has to go and see his careers counsellor. That's like the first separation we have from the two of them, um, which, which underlines the separation anxiety. Uh -huh. Where he's like, well, I've just got to sit here and eat my putting up like dessert by myself like yeah. Stephen Glansberg yeah, yeah. <laughs> just cuts to some guy eating his <laughs> dessert shows, poor it, Stephen Glansberg just like spooning his pudding into his mouth <laughs> yeah. Yeah. looking really thoughtful but so, just sitting by so himself that's a nice motif where um, you can see that Seth is the one that's really anxious about the separation whereas like Evan's more like sanguine about it yeah. right act two so uh, Fogel pops up um, <laughs> hands over the fake ID but this has become a point where it's like it's become so overdone in pop culture that did you do you still find it funny the name? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yes. I mean, I think it's the way it's revealed because they also show his photo and he's yeah. described he's like, as a future pedophile. Well, yeah, because they're, they're, they're critiquing Which the idea. Which is ad-libbed yeah. apparently. Yeah, that's it's, so like, funny. it's like look at this photo. He looks like a future pedophile. Twenty-five. Why the fuck are you twenty-five? Because every kid out there gets twenty-one. I Sound love, logic. So I love how Fogel's character is just he always defends himself because yeah. he's. When they reveal the name, mm. he says it was between that or Muhammad. Muhammad. And he's like, Why the Muhammad's the most it common Muhammad? name in the world. Read gets, a book. He gets really, yeah, he gets oh, really. He shows he's a very like, he's a very lateral thinker, but in kind of like the wrong ways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's right. like, yeah, there's logic to this, but it's just such a bad, <laughs> like, overall strategy. <laughs> what are you, an Irish R&B singer? <laughs> no, I'm a Hawaiian organ donor. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why it's still funny because it's not like they just reveal it and that's that. Like they rip the shit yeah, out of him exactly. for that. And they come up with so many good comebacks on McLovin. <laughs> Both Evan and Seth know it has to work because at this point, Evan's also offered to Becca to get her her gold so they're, slick they're vodka. both all That's in right. on this fake ID to try and um, impress the women and yeah. this is such a good line because I love the way that he offers to pay for it so so cavalier he says it's the first of many gifts miss oh no yeah my, no no my, my treat my treat get used to it sister <laughs> get, get used to it 
sister <laughs> like, I love he's that. so struggling to yeah. just be like manly and uh, cavalier yeah oh, I love that. So, so following the reveal of mclevin um there's a scene or a little like vignette that i've never really noticed in Superbad before which is when they're on a bus ride going to the liquor store and the song are you man enough is playing in the background oh i never got that <laughs> it just shows like the three of them at the front of this like crappy bus with like the dregs of society <laughs> and this really powerful like masculine song playing in the background and, and it's it's on that for about 30 seconds okay nice. it's so good no dialogue nothing. and of course they're on the bus because seth's car's been towed away that's right from the yes. first act he parked in the faculty lot yeah and they are on their way to the liquor store the, the liquor, liquor store. store so they get there and the so and this is like such a classic um coming of age teen film motif where it's like underage guys trying to get booze and like psyching themselves up to do it right so first off because they think the id won't work seth says he's just going to go in there and steal the booze uh so he goes into the aisle and then we have some lovely fantasy scenes from seth so the first one where he just goes to buy the booze and he goes up to the um cashier and the cashier goes, how old are you? He goes, I'm 21. He goes, you certainly are, which I always loved as a line. <laughs> and then the second one, he um, he sees a little old lady uh, and imagines her, well, he imagines helping her with her groceries and then she offers to buy him booze. She's like, oh, thank you. Would you like me to buy you some booze, young man? That would be lovely. That would be lovely. And then at the end, she's like, enjoy fucking jewels. <laughs> Which is so horrible coming from the mouth of an old woman. That is just, oh, that is horrible. And then the, the climax is um, when he's about to steal it. And then the security guard goes, don't do it, kid. Yeah. And then he goes, I never had a choice. <laughs> I love that. I love these like little fantasy segments. It's It really adds a little bit of richness bit of life mm. so uh seth after those fantasy scenes chickens out walks out then uh fogel gets the high ground and he goes i knew you wouldn't do it so they then have to rely on fogel's id they go to a liquor store and like this whole scene like re- for me like really captured the anxiety when you're underage like trying mm. to get booze everything about uh fogel is you when you're underage yeah, like, trying yeah, to get yeah. booze Absolutely. like clammy hands like really nervous shouting at them to stop um shouting he's cr- he like cracks his voice and like laughs really high as well also he goes to the cabinet goes to pick up a six-pack and they like fall on the floor <laughs> and start spraying everywhere <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck. i like when he goes to the counter and he points out uh, one of the liquors and he's like love that stuff been drinking it for years <laughs> it's so over the top and they're like I hear they put more hops in that yeah. <laughs> they put more hops <laughs> okay I'm gonna need to see some ID <laughs> then she goes hey Cindy <laughs> she calls his bluff ask for the ID after his like pathetic attempt at small talk and then you have that really like tension music and like the slow-mo shot of him pulling the ID out of the wallet which is really nice and as he's doing that it's like I love how the action's really slowed down. You've got this really tense music and then it's just cut all of a sudden when he's punched around the face, <laughs> takes yeah. you out of that slow-mo shot, which is just like a perfect setup mm-hmm. and like a uh, relief mm-hmm. of that scene. Mm-hmm. So he then gets knocked out by a robber who then robs the store and then end of the scene. Cops show up. They do. These cops. <laughs> what do we think about these so cops? Was he, I, uh, um, was he a, um, you know, was he was like he... you or... 
Was he a woman? Was yeah. he a female? No. <laughs> no, he was like you. Okay, a, a Jew. You don't, you don't often get many Jews oh, taking part in this Jewish. crime. <laughs> so we're looking for an African Jew <laughs> who's your height. <laughs> They're just fucking useless, these cops. They are played by Bill Hader, who yeah. I can't work out if he's attractive or not. Mm, he's not. Mm, okay, thank you for settling that. That's all right. Um, Mark Maron, is he attractive? That was just my another question. Uh, who is Mark Maron? He's a, a fellow podcaster. Uh, Mark Maron, if you're listening, I uh, find you fair. oddly attractive. Um, and Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Who I don't find Co-writer attractive. of Superbad. Yeah, so, and that's why the characters are called Seth and Evan. Mm. I would have liked to... I would have liked Seth Goldberg to play the other police officer. I know. But I guess he's not much of an actor. Uh, Evan Goldberg. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would have been good, but I guess he's just like a writer. Yeah. Maybe he's a bit wooden. I loved these two cops, though. Yeah, man. The cops. Yeah, they're so good. So, they're so such funny. scene stealers every yeah. time. But they're such assholes. <laughs> oh, my God. They are horrendous. They are. Yeah. They realise something's up. The boys. Yeah. They, so they think Fogel's been busted for the fake ID because mm-hmm. they didn't see the robbery. Um, so <laughs> Seth, because he's just got no backbone, he's like, bail, bail, and just get out of here. Whereas Evan's the one like, oh, like, you know, we need to like make sure he's all right. He's our friend type and of thing. And Evan mentions it quite a few times. Mm. Like, we need to go back. Yeah. He must be really scared. He does what you would hope you would do, yeah, or he yeah, thinks yeah. like you would hope you would think in that situation. Um, so as they're debating what to do, um, Seth gets run over by a car re- just reversing out of nowhere, he gets, which is a nice yes. scene. Yeah, he gets hit by Francis. By a desperate, desperate man he at the is, end of his pitiful road. Well, I mean, you got to feel for him because he's got a warrant out for his arrest for a totally non-violent, totally non-violent crime. crime. Right. What which... do we think that non-violent crime was? <laughs> Judging by this man's character. Ah, uh, fraud. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know. What would you say? Mm. I thought it was like touching up a minor. Mm. Yeah, yeah okay. Non- non-violent, though. What, so sexual oh, abuse maybe, would yeah. categorise that? or mm. Because just the way he is in this movie, he's so... Such a creep. Yeah, he's very creepy. Like, fast forward a bit, he gets thrown out of that party and it's really Everyone violent. Hates him. Everyone yeah. hates him. So what can inspire that much, like, vitriol? But Yeah, maybe just a thief. Maybe he's a thief. But before we get to that, so Seth, again, Seth's so scheming and quick thinking. Yeah, so again, yeah. he realises that because this guy's wanted and that like they've got the ace card here because he's, he's run him over, he decides that he wants this guy to go and buy him booze. But the guy doesn't have any money. He's like, you want booze? I take you to party. There's loads of booze there. So they then debate whether they should get in this guy's Name car. Anything, yeah. anything, anything. <laughs> and like Seth's really up for it. Evan's really reluctant. But in the end, <laughs> they decide to get in this weird guy's car. <laughs> yeah. And like Evan like can clearly tell that like there's this weird vibe about yeah. this guy. Yeah, you guys yeah. are my space. Yeah, which again, uh, so another thing about uh, like, so it's another reference to this being a particular era of the internet uh, pre-Facebook, correct? Yeah. Which yeah. is like a very nice vignette. Mm. And I love it when Seth takes the call from Jules. Right. And Jules is saying, oh, when are you going to get here? And like Seth's really happy that Jules has called him. And then he's in the front going, yeah, my man, give yeah, me five. Yeah, yeah. And That's they're right. just looking at him like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you're not in our crew. Like, you yeah. She wants it, man. Yeah, yeah she, wa- she solely wants it, man. But Seth kind of likes it because like he's validating him but at the same right. time knows right. he's a weirdo. So I don't know how to take it. I also <laughs> love when Seth picks up the phone. Um, the guy says, hey, who's on the phone? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like so over familiar <laughs> immediately. That is bona fide badass. So they arrive at this party with this weird guy. And it's like an older, per- it's like a late 20s kind yeah. of party. It's like an older vibe. And so they just want to like uh, pinch some booze. But they, <laughs> so it's kind of Seth's like scouting out the house looking for booze. And he sees like a big cooler of booze, which he goes to walk towards. 
And as he does that, there's some like very amorous woman starts like <laughs> grinding his leg. Yeah. <laughs> like Seth, Seth to begin with doesn't really know what to do, but then like quickly gets into it. And he just must be thinking, oh yeah, this is just like what This happens. is what it's happens like, at yeah, parties. This is what happens at parties. Like, yeah, I must be attractive. And so <laughs> he's like grinding this woman for ages. And like, it looks like she's really into him, like inexplicably. Um, but you then <laughs> realize afterwards he finishes dancing. She's like, thanks. Now what she say? Like, I finished. Or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. That. No, she says, um, yeah, she just says like, thanks. thanks. I yeah, don't think thanks. she says I finished. Yeah, yeah. I, don't think she, I don't think that's how periods work, Rudy. Just spoiler. But I don't think it's like, oh, I'm done now. I'm done. <laughs> and that's the end of that chapter. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Thank God I found that leg to period on. So Seth's, Seth's wandering around. And then uh, he, he, he steals a couple of bottles of booze and he starts walking out sheepishly. And then one of the guys is like, hey, what, what's that there? And he thinks he's talking about the booze. He's like, well, nothing, nothing. He goes, hey, is that on your leg? Is that blood? Oh, man, there's blood. He's like, why would there be, bl- like, why why would there be blood? blood there? He was like, weren't you dancing with that chick? Yeah, but what, But why would there be blood? Oh, man. And like it, they realize a lot quicker than Seth yeah, realizes sure. why there's blood there. I don't know there. how they jumped to that conclusion. <laughs> Well, it was because like he was dancing, like grinding with that woman. Okay. So they they do like mention that, and so it takes Seth, like bless him, like five ten mm, seconds to like yeah. clock. She perioded on my leg. The fight breaks out outside with the guy that gave him the lift gets caught using their phone, and the guy whose party is obviously had his pass with him, mm-hmm. and they start having like a proper fight outside. Uh, so that then cuts to Evan wandering inside. He wants to get away from the fight, and he goes right. into a room. He's just like wandering around the house. I oh, know. He looks for a phone to call Becca, so he's in a room phoning Becca. And then loads of guys suddenly come into the room. He hangs up. And then these guys just start lining up lines of coke within the room. Right. And they're like, they suddenly realize Evan's just standing there. Wait, who's hey, that guy? Who's that guy? Wait, aren't you so-and-so's brother? Yeah. yeah Jim, you're the guy Jimmy's with the, brother. Jimmy's brother. You're the guy with the he- heavenly voice. <laughs> come on, sing us a song. This yeah. is a great callback, actually, because I think Francis, the, the really creepy, yeah. nonviolent crime offender. He says, do you, do you know Jimmy? You'll you look, look just, you just like his brother. You just look just like him. You look just like him. He has to sing a song, which they all get really into. <laughs> they, they love it. They love it. And they're all coked out of their brains. So they're all making gremlin faces as they're uh, singing along. To be fair, Michael Sierra does have a heavenly voice. He does. Yeah. He can't really hit the high notes, though, can he? he struggles no. But he's a, bit, he's a bit nervous, bless him. Well, I did want to bring this up quickly. What has he done since? Arrested I mean, development season Yeah, five? that's about it. Yeah. Uh, the end of the world? This is the end. This is the end. Yeah. That was ages ago. Oh, that, that was like 2012, that was, dude. Yeah, 2013. That was wow, well, I thought that was recent. No. I wanted to bring up... Also, end, also yeah. written by Evan Goldberg yeah. and Seth Rogen. And it's got all the best people in yeah. it. Yeah. So, uh, so a fight breaks out and like in the melee... Melee? How do you say that? Melee? Melee. 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 The melee. The years. So in the melee... The molasses. Um, they, the boys manage to run out and Seth, Seth again, like so quick thinking, when he's in the basement trying to wash the blood off his trousers, he sees two bottles of detergent, mm. and loads of booze in the fridge, empties the detergent down oh, the sink, right. and fills the bottles up with beer. Mm-hmm. Although that would obviously be disgusting and probably poison you. Well, can I um, actually just say, at a teenage party I went to, I was forced to put alcohol in a detergent, well, in a bucket that used to hold detergent. Because we have in Australia goon bags, which are sacks full of oh, wine. Okay. The goon bag broke, and in my haste to save it, I didn't wash out the bucket properly, and everyone got very violently ill. Oh my god, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So yeah, I, I can, I can. I was thinking. I hope he cleans out those those jugs. Act three. Act three. 
So they're on their way. They're going to drop um, McLovin back at the party because that's the whole purpose of McLovin being in the car with them to begin with. And they're driving down these residential streets. They can't find um, like where they are. So they get their flashlights out and start um, like looking at the houses to try and get the address. They then start like imitating um, like lightsabers. Star Wars, yeah. Yeah, and start like flashing the lights into one another's eyes as they're driving. <laughs> that then causes the second traffic accident involving Seth in the night. <laughs> they run over like Seth, Poor they Seth. just run over Seth, who smashes up the windscreen. He just keeps getting hit by vehicles in this movie. So uh, the cops are like shook up. They get out to see what's going on. And the cops like decide to blame it on them mm. for like jumping out in yeah, front of them. This is when I kind of stopped liking the cops, yeah. to be honest. Like they were all fun and fun and japes up until last this point and then they just become like corrupt arseholes well they cross our protagonists yeah how exactly they? exactly how dare they and um like because the windscreen's all cracked mclovin can't really see that it's them or what's going on and so but it turns out that they go to arrest them then evan which i thought was quite ballsy for his character just gets up and starts running runs <laughs> but like, runs for the, his life like yeah like it's just the worst run but the cops can't catch him <laughs> And then uh, Seth does another runner, and at which point uh, McLovin realizes it's them, and he runs off with Seth, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so the cops have to like split and try and chase both of them. So the kids, to their credit, manage to outrun the cops. And it's fastest a, kid alive. Yeah, fastest kid alive. He's and a freak. He's the fastest kid alive. And it's at this point, uh, like the three of them, then like bump into one another again down the street, and we have a, like a massive like what you have to have in all of these films where it's a coming of age. And it's like two best friends are about to go their separate ways. Uh, like towards the end of the second act, you always have to have the big bust up. The big bust yeah, up. And where like it, all of the tension comes to the mm-hmm. fore. So Seth and Evan have a massive row. Uh, like all of everything that's been building comes out. Like Evan's just like, sit, like I think Evan finds Seth like a drag on him. Mm. And he's like, he's really holding him back. And he right. actually says that. And he's like, he says he's glad to be going to university where Seth's not going to. And he then reveals that he's sharing a room with McLovin, which we find out Seth was aware of anyway, but just yeah. hadn't mentioned it. And they then make it to the party. They make it to the party. They make it to the party. Finally. With some booze, a bit late, yeah. but they're there nonetheless. But they're there and Jules is happy and Becca is smashed. Yeah, here come the little ladies. Here they here come. come. As their reward for their odyssey of <laughs> making it to the party. Becca is absolutely shit-faced. She's and in um, no need of spermicidal lube, you could say. Man, these girls Aww. are 18. They're good to go Becca's friend tells Evan it's okay to sleep with Becca when she's that drunk drunk if you are as drunk yeah but but not if you're then purposely getting as drunk as that to get to her level to have sex with her because that's premeditated yeah Um, so Evan then goes to the bathroom by himself and just like necks yeah loads of hard trying liquor. to get on her level isn't he um meanwhile um seth is getting wasted well he's the king of the party yeah. he's his dream party. come he's true the booze. people yeah. actually cheer when he walks in the room exactly um so evan comes out oh sorry pardon me um what is mclovin doing at mclovin's this getting busy he is dancing with the girl that he's been preving on this whole movie well and this was like and this was a lovely coming of age bit for mclovin because he's like he's had his own journey that evening that's the classic like dweeb that's just turned into a man after going through a mm. tough experience where like all of a sudden he just start he's got all of this courage around this woman mm-hmm. which is like a real motif you always get in the movies mm-hmm. they end up going upstairs together uh, meanwhile evan comes out of the bathroom he's um stone cold drunk he's drunk as a judge 
and he goes directly to Becca. So they're all heading upstairs, apart from... Apart from little Seth. Little Seth. Little Seth. Little Sethy. Um, little Jules. So he uh, comes on to Jules. She sort of says no. She says, like, no, not right now. But it wasn't a no-no. It's yeah. not a no-no. Yeah, so she's like, inexplicably is into him. Yeah. yeah. So she's like, ah, uh, not right now, because you're drunk. And she's not into that. Uh, he thinks she's drunk, but she doesn't drink. Mm. So his plan to get her wasted and then sleep with her is Futile. out the window. Yeah. And so he's crushed by this. And I think that's about the time when uh, when he says, oh, I totally blew it. And she's like, oh, no, you didn't blow it. And then he like falls over. And he, <laughs> he goes to kiss her again and, and then headbutts head her. her. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like really hard. And then... So Evan's upstairs with Becca and I loved this whole, like they're kind of making out and she's trying to be sexy, but she's yeah. so mm. drunk. And I just loved that like characterization. And he's trying to be really classy. He's like, you're, yeah. so, you're so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. You're beautiful, yeah. yeah. He just says, says it over and over well, again. It's, well, it's like both of them are like, tr- like, they're both trying so hard to be adult. Right. They don't really know what to do. They don't so know what they're doing. And it's just doing. so cringe. Yeah. 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 They don't know what the hell they're doing. And Evan's pretty uncomfortable. He doesn't, he's, kind of imagined this happening with becca for a while and this is not how he Mm. imagined it to be being the gentleman that he is he kind of calls it off and then she chunders everywhere and uh mclovin meanwhile mclovin i've got a boner (laughs) good i've got a condom and lube i love i so i love love that both evan and mclovin have have (laughs) one condom and a bottle of lube just the one condom like they were clearly talking about this yeah. like, it was a two for one deal <laughs> well it both say, it both like speaks of like how they think things through as well because yeah. we both know about their kind of lateral thinking mm-hmm. where they'd both think that's a good idea exactly yeah. um, so he's he's got it in there as he's giving a commentary as it's he's, in it's yeah. in <laughs> I love that and then for as, one second yeah, just as it's in the cops come in to break up the party yeah. uh, which of course they were going to do all along and uh, the girl runs out screaming is like McLovin yeah were you violating that woman and like, uh, um, like they're pissed off of him to begin with because he ran off from them and then it like they then revealed to McLovin look we knew you weren't 24 or 25 whatever we just wanted you to think the cops were cool mm. and like let's do something for you like you know to make amends they drag <laughs> him out to make him look like he's this hardened criminal yeah. to impress them that Vogel guy is crazy I'm gonna go to Hawaii with him yeah yeah, yeah. Nicola wait for me on the outside yeah. <laughs> When the cops are coming in, Seth sees them, but Evan is completely passed out on the couch. So Seth freaks out because he thinks the cops have come to to get him, uh, which they have actually. Again, quick thinking, he sort of gives Evan a fireman's lift. Yeah, he's not heavy. He's my brother. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And carries him out, carries him over the threshold and then just keeps carrying him. Even like they're way past the house at this point, but he's still carrying him, which is the start of the most tender mm, 10 minutes they, of the movie. When they get to the basement in their sleeping oh, rooms. Oh yeah. my gosh. It's so, it's <laughs> yeah. so heartwarming. So he, so Evan wakes up and he's in Seth's arms and they're just kind of looking at each other. And this is, you know, mm. the, the night hasn't ended at all like they imagined, but somehow it's ended so perfectly. They've got each because other. Because they're together. Yeah. yeah. And they have a little sleepover. Tell me how much they love one another. They yeah, are so sweet. drunk, so they're able to just like let out all these emotions that they haven't been able to say before. Um, telling each other that they love each other, saying that when they went away on vacations, they missed each other. 
and it's so tender and they like spoon and Seth pokes them on the nose yeah. <laughs> and then when they wake up it's just They're so freaked out so yeah. awkward Seth immediately leaves like a yeah. one yeah. stand he's like yeah. your mom's boobs are big and yeah. then immediately yeah. leaves because um, they just can't handle can't, can't process they're happens, teenage yeah. boys so they can't but, handle but, that they, level but they do then immediately meet that afternoon and they're yeah. fine right. and I liked how it ended in a mall which is, I think, is supposed to be a callback to like '90s teen films, mm. like a lot of them, like that took place in a mall. Mm-hmm. So I think that was like a deliberate callback, and um, it's like quite a contrived like ending for why they're there. Evan needs to buy it. They call yeah. I never realised until I watched this film Comforter. that they call duvets comforters in the mm-hmm. states. Uh, how do you call them, Jeff? Uh, a doona. Duna. Oh my god. <laughs> Which is probably the most Australian way you could call it. That. <laughs> a doona. A doona. So Evan needs to buy a new doona for college. And for uni for uni <laughs> and meanwhile Becca and Jules are there because Becca needs to buy Jules a new doona because she threw up over her one right that's right and then the two groups then bump into one another oh my god it's them no yeah. keep walking keep walking keep walking which again that's like um, showing Evan's maturity yeah you're right he kind of knew uh-huh. what to do he was like come on just keep walking and just talk to them it's then decided that Evan would split up with Becca because they're both looking for a new doona and Jules would go with um, Seth. Seth. Why? Because what was she buying? To buy some concealer. Oh, so, uh, yeah, because yeah. Uh, Seth up. had really bad acne. He became, he became the world's expert on concealer. Yeah. Um, and then we have... Um, it was like it was maybe like a little heavy-handed. I thought it was quite nice. Like literally the last scene. I love it. Like going down on the elevator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Seth's the one that keeps looking up. And like Evan's not really looking back though. Yeah. Because Evan's looking to the future and he's quite sure of what huh. he's doing. Whereas Seth is very unsure of his future and doesn't really have mm-hmm. anything yeah. to do. So he's looking back at his friend who's looking forward to the future, mm-hmm. which is like very nice, I thought. Oh I loved this end, man. I, I thought love it was really that beautiful. End. Yeah. And they didn't lose their virginity because yeah. well, Evan thought better of it. No. And well, Seth just didn't have the opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love you. I love you. Why don't we say that every day? Why can't we say it more often? I just want to go to the rooftops and scream, I love my best friend Evan. So that's super bad. Our first of the noughties, Cam. First of the noughties. So American Beauty was not. 99, 99 on the cusp. Okay. As with Blair Witch. Mm-hmm. Cusp. But this is full blown, <laughs> penetrative, this is penetrative naughties. naughties. Yeah. We're deep. Really we're deep in the nether regions of the naughties here in 2007. Would you class penetrative naughties? I, I, I class uh, Obama onwards. <laughs> For me, Obama was the penetration. He really thrust oh, yeah. America forward. That was the penetration in the land. <laughs> Of the noughties. <laughs> and boy, did he get off. Oh. <laughs> so let's just quickly do a roundup here. Go on. Um, what do we think are the main differences between FB, as I call Ferris Bueller, oh, yeah. Clueless, and Superbad? I am quickly going to say that I think they're all kind of the meta film of their time. Like they're all kind of oh, breaking the fourth true. wall. They're all kind of self-referential. But I want to see what you guys kind of think is as we progress through the decades... Uh, our trio of films here, our teen trio. What yeah, do we think? It's, here? it's like a very weird free though to do that analysis. I think true because um, Clueless was just such a ridiculously fa- like fantasy world. Yeah, you're right. And Ferris, like he was kind of living in a fantasy world. Yeah, of what the American I think dreamers. I think f- so. Superbad is the most realistic yeah, out of all the for three. Sure. Yeah. Um, followed, I think, by Clueless. Followed by Ferris Bueller. <laughs> it's I twist and shout. Need I say anymore? Yeah. Come on, like no. Um, I also think Superbad for that reason was probably the least meta. Like Ferris was the most because he literally talks to the audience. Mm, uh, yeah. Cher in Clueless 
narrates it, but she never talks. She's very knowing, though, of like pop culture and the world, yeah. around, like the real world. She's very knowing. But I, what I will say about Superbad and Clueless is that they were both very like romantic movies and they had a real heart to them. Yeah. And I think Ferris Bueller had an opportunity to do that but didn't like with the friendship right. the main friendship it had the opportunity to go as deep as super bad but just didn't they shared that didn't they ferris bueller fb and sb mm. oh hello but i think really all three films are about the power of friendship mm. well to a degree but it's also about how like i think friendships can hold you back mm. and it's about how you like yeah it's like the coming of age where you need to break away from a friendship that might become too dependent right in order to like grow and develop which was in Ferris and Superbad. Probably like less so in Clueless. But yeah. yeah, less so in Clueless. Because with girl friendships, you don't really get that. Um, I can't wait until I come of age and I can get rid of you two. <laughs> It'll happen soon, but for now we're here. I loved doing a trilogy. I want to do um, the Lord of the Rings trilogy, the extended edition. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> with commentary. Trilogy. When do you guys have nine hours free? Oh, I don't Actually know. more, eleven. like 11 hours is what we'll need because we need to watch it in one sitting obviously. I think that calls for a slumber party mm. but until we have that time up our sleeves any closing remarks uh, super bad super good oh mate that works two thumbs it? up um, yeah I've nothing as profound as that to say no that I've got no clever wordplay that was Damn. pretty profound I'm, I'm known for my witticisms I'm going to finish on Roger Ebert's comment I'm Mick loving it Oh, <laughs> that and his Speed Two review really I, let himself down. Oh, what's he, 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 also, he was like, yeah, four stars. High, high seas <laughs> adventure. <Yeah. laughs> there were no pirates, <laughs> Roger. <laughs> well, on that note, thank you for the trilogy, guys. Um, glad to stick that in the cannon and smoke it later on. <laughs> stick around. Um, well, yeah, thank you for joining us, and we'll be back in two weeks' time with another lovely film. We'll see you then. Ciao. <laughs> you were saying.